Welcome to the Off the Husk podcast. Just a reminder that this is not the Millennial Farmer YouTube channel. There's a lot of adult humor. Becky and Randy have a difficult time being mature on the mics. So if you're not comfortable having your kids listen to it, I don't know, make your own decision. <laughs> or if you're a sensitive adult. See, you should have had your mic on for this. <laughs> If you have watched The Millennial Farmer, then you know I've got a pretty righteous Thunder Creek fuel trailer out here. Thunder Creek fuel trailers are built by farmers for American farmers. Right now, a lot of farmers are taking home fully loaded Thunder Creek trailers that are in stock near you with an average of only $1,300 down. Financing is, of course, subject to approval. You can check out thundercreek.com for product info, some stories from the field, and other great deals. That's thundercreek.com got sidetracked about three different times so uh, that happens. I, I found nothing that's what happens when you look at your phone you go there for one thing yep and then 40 it's, minutes later, you're like, I got to get off it's Instagram. It's like hitting the search button on Instagram, and it takes you down a rabbit hole. And an hour later, like, what the hell was I searching for? <laughs> you too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just looking That's at pictures usually the excuse I use, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I got to that weird page. <laughs> yeah. How did I get here? All I did was hit search, and then I clicked yeah. on one bikini model and another bikini yeah. model, and an, I don't get it. <laughs> I hate this platform. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hell Pretty of a soon you're hiding in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen to you, Becky? All the time. You should be on mic number three. Lately? Why don't you tap it? Are you still mic three? Yeah. Okay, good. Do you want to know what embarrassing rabbit hole I've fallen down into? Dance mobs on TLC, and it's awful, and I'm embarrassed. Dance yeah. mobs? Yeah, and there's like 20 seasons. It's bad. Holy cow. Oh, so that's the same one, because I remember hearing about it. Like way, way back when, but obviously my it's girls the same. aren't even in dance. I don't know what's happened or why I'm watching it, but it is the trashiest <laughs> of trashiest humans on the planet. And boy, they provide some quality entertainment. Oh, there you go. The second you opened that on Netflix, I was I you went to bed to at like seven forty five. We can't have that down here until we're done having the podcast. At six, at six thirty, you're an hour off. Well, but it can sit there. We can cut yeah. it in an hour. We'll leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll start eating it halfway through. Just going to sit no. here and smell it for an hour. Yeah, no. Get rid of the pizza. We could hide it in the microwave. <laughs> it's set out in the garage. You go set it on the counter over there at least. All right, I'll get rid of the pizza. That just is that like smells torturous. delicious. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to us smacking our lips. Well, it's a pizza. <laughs> they would understand. It's like an a we, Is we, that your box of Crown Royal? That's yours, but mine's gone. What do you mean, like you drank it? Yeah. So why do we have another box in the garage? Um, I think they gave us more than, well, they, you each got one when you were in the car. Oh, that and makes a lot then, of sense. And they brought one because mine was a half a one, bottle. And then they brought one down here also when they came down to record. So that's probably my bottle. Sure. Because we, we had some before we got here. Out of your bottle? Yeah. So we were on the private jet. Yep. So hmm. then... Yeah, so when I got home, I opened it, I'm like, oh, shit, mine's half gone. <laughs> but it was good. So ours is sitting in an awkward spot, and Anna keeps dragging it out into the yard. But she hasn't gotten it open. <laughs> For real? Well, yeah, I don't think she I don't... really could get it open, but. No, well, she, she could would. get the box open and get the bottle out. Yeah. yeah. 
But I just keep putting it back in the same spot, and she keeps grabbing it. Eventually, I assume she'll get sick of it, but eventually, well, I'm also going to drink it. Game. She's <laughs> like, oh, my human like, like this is fun. I bring it out, yeah, she brings it back. Like, What is it, Crown? Yeah, Crown, Crown yeah. Royal. Yeah, it's been a long time since I drank Crown. That's whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's a whiskey? Yeah. It's whiskey, isn't it? It's like top Canadian shelf whiskey. Stuff. Yeah, top yeah. shelf whiskey. Or rum. Whiskey? No, it's, no, it's, it's whiskey. whiskey. I'm pretty sure. Pretty so so, like so Jack, grab that box, see what like, it says. It's like Jack Daniels, but a step up. Right. Is right. my, it's, yeah. You know, it's not, what, what do they call it, rail. Or it's not what, you know, we usually buy. It's what you get as a gift. Yeah, you see it in the movies. Is it, that's the one that comes with the velvety hand, yeah, the, the hand, satchel. Hand-selected barrel Canadian whiskey. It's Canadian? This one, yeah. Gosh, I knew that. I did But this one's got a special satchel. Ooh, a special burlap satchel. Well, because this is like... Because this is out of the hand-selected barrel. So they went up there, taste-tested, right. 30 barrels. Oh, so this is like top, chose. top, top shelf Crown Royal. Yeah, like yeah. they went and selected this barrel. Here everybody thinks Randy that Randy is so basic, no. but he has good friends that own private jets. Well, no, it... it yeah, but well, <laughs> look at him in that fancy puffy gray sweatshirt. But but we can't talk He's about kind of that. A big deal, I can tell. <laughs> but we can't talk about that on today's episode because we have somebody else here, right? We got a shitty dude here. Yeah, this is going to be a shitty podcast. We have Pat Johnson, who cleverly enough in his initial letter to me because we're kind of pen pals now, meaning he sent me a letter and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but on the number two injection letterhead that he sent me, which is the name of the business, right? Number two injection? That is correct. I don't remember what was on the letter, so this would be a surprise for me. He, <laughs> he claimed himself, and I thought this was super clever. Maybe, maybe it's like an industry thing, and everybody says this, but I laughed when I read it. He's the number one guy in the number two business. That is correct. That's probably what it said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so, genius. So was. Was, there, was there a number one injector? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, some guy I used to work. Well, you know, we can get into that later. But I used to uh, run an applicator for uh, injecting uh, sludge out of a city. Okay. Uh, yep. So human really shit. Municipal yeah. stuff. Uh, municipal human waste. scat. Yeah. What would you human, call it? Human uh, waste. It, yeah. It's There's a guy waste. around here that does that, right? Scott. Does Anderson's that also. Do. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. spread. They it. get it from the county. Yeah, it's yep. been burned off or dried or however I don't know. What it they runs do through the it. digester, so it's it's uh would be the same thing you did. It, it's a very it's sludge. Yeah, it's, it's it's very thick. It's black. Uh, it's just uh just uh, liquid enough to be able to pump it off a tanker and onto a irrigator or whatever and apply it. Yeah, see, they haul it out here, Douglas County. Or it, it comes out of Alec is where it comes out of, but they do uh they haul it out in trucks. And dump it. Mm-hmm. They pile and then it, right? They pile it, yeah. and then they load it with a loader tractor into a big spreader. Yeah. So yeah, this is really dry. Yep. So I would assume they, do they evaporate all the moisture out of there, or does it just go through the ponds where it, yeah. it so keeps separating out? From what I know, because I didn't spend a lot of time at the sewage plant. I was out in the okay. field. But, yeah, it goes through a bunch of different ponds and ends up, you know, uh, the end product, you know, which everybody says, oh, you do that all day well if you ever got it on your hands and you smell it it's like potting soil like it's that it's down it's, to, that. It's th- to that point except uh, for the tomatoes tomato seeds make it through watermelon seeds make it through and they so grow they grow yep. so anderson's they couldn't <laughs> they make it through they grow the next year so wow. that so they had troubles they they can't put it on soybean land because the tomatoes grow 
and they can't kill the tomatoes. Why don't they just go out there with a hoe? It's a lot of tomatoes. Oh. And then they run through the combine, and actually, Scout's having troubles with it gumming up his sieves. <laughs> Tomato <laughs> juice gumming up the sieves. That many tomatoes. <laughs> that sounds like a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially, no, especially you know where that tomato came from. It just makes that much worse. You go out there and grab it and eat a nice, fresh tomato. Nice, fresh, human waste <laughs> tomato. <laughs> so back when I was doing that, uh, one of the truck drivers said, hey, Pat's the number one guy in the number two business. Or So he started it. And then, shit, two years later, I saw it on a T-shirt. Literally. That, you know, it said manure on it, and it said number one and the number two, you know. And I'm like, should you should have put a trademark on that or something, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you probably, yes. I bought the shirt, so they got my 10 bucks. Anyway. <laughs> it worked, huh? <laughs> <laughs> then did you add the business name to it? No. No? no? <laughs> So number two injection, tell us a little bit about like where you're at, who you work with, and how it started. Uh, Yeah, we're in uh, southern Wisconsin, uh, about 30 miles south of Madison, Um, but we do travel around to uh, mostly dairy farms within, you know, 50, 60 miles of Evansville, Wisconsin. Um, How it all started is I started working on a big dairy uh, about five miles from me here about eight years ago and they're a 2,500 cow dairy and they do all their own manure handling which dairy that size is kind of unusual um, so started working there and uh, didn't think I would ever get into the manure pumping I you know I was like I don't really want anything to do with that turns out uh, I really enjoyed it uh, anybody can I mean sorry guys but Anybody can pull a disc through the field or whatever. They, yeah. I'm really offended. You know? yeah. <laughs> just go. <clears throat> so, it, you know, it's a little bit more of a challenge than just, uh, you know, certainly uh, running a planter or a combine is challenging too. But, uh, yeah, this was just right up my alley. You <clears throat> so you drive, so are you doing uh, like Dracos? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I drive by that a lot. And back growing up, we've had guys come into it and usually it was tanks, but, but it's not a simple system. I mean, no. watching, I mean, watching how guys strike out the field, because they drag this hose behind them. Yep. So in a nutshell, you have a 15-foot applicator behind a tractor, whatever it is. Yep. And you're dragging a hose. So you bring the piping to a spot in the field, and then you drag it back and forth up and down the field. Right. Without that hose getting in your way. Right. It, and this is, we should say, too, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about here, what's the diameter of this hose? Uh, we run eight-inch main line, so we get uh, two miles of eight-inch lay-flat hose, they call it, um, and then we pull uh, a seven-and-a-quarter drag to a six-inch drag. So, uh, And you're dragging that thing full. I mean, what kind of weights are you? What kind uh, it's of, like dragging a semi behind you. Up and down the field. When you're pulling it. Yeah. yeah. And the tensile strength of the drag hose is, you know, way more than the lay-flat hose. So It's uh, insane, yeah. Yeah. So generally, just from seeing... It looks like if you had a square field, you quarter it? Like you do three or four triangles? Uh, generally, you try to do squares. Now, I say that because uh, we don't have any square fields where I'm from. But okay. you, know, you pretend everything's a, a square. Right, you know? okay. Um, 40 acres is generally, uh, a 40-acre set is uh, pretty typical of what you could do. Uh, and is that because you bring it to the center point, so then you can drag it 20 acres one way and 20 acres the other way? Right. You can only drag so much hose okay. on the tractor before hose breaks and you have a really bad day. So, will um, the, tra- the tractor will break the hose before it loses traction, though? Yeah. Well, you know, if it's dry conditions, yeah. You know, yeah, you think that hose would just roll and twist itself up and roll on a knot. and Those hoses are... When you pressurize a hose, uh, it 
pretty much stays yeah. uh, pressurized, you know. But so if, if you were to pull a manure hose without anything in it, yeah, it'll tangle all up on you and you'll have a really bad day. So do you run hose humpers? Yeah, yeah, we got a hose humper. Uh, we use if we need to, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what's I'm, a hose humper? Oh, sorry, yeah, here. I forgot who I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good stripper name. I didn't, yeah, I didn't make oh up the name. God. Well, I guess if you look Gentlemen, up, welcome to the stage, hose uh, humper. A lot of people say, why do you call it a hose humper? Well, if you look up humping in the dictionary or humper in the dictionary, it's going to tell you to move stuff, you know, like pick up pick up those bricks and hump them over there, you know. Get humped. So, oh. yeah. yeah. Yep. Different dictionary than I've looked it up in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Let's, let's Google, Google humping and see what comes up. Hose humper <laughs> comes in pretty handy for us in odd-shaped fields and stuff when you can't uh, get to a corner or something. The tractor, the applicator tractor can't get the hose over there. So, ho- basically, a hose humper is a, a piece on the three-point of a tractor. Yep. You back up to the hose, drop it down, grab the hose, and then... Basically, you're dragging extra slack for the guy. Or you're, you're dragging extra slack so he doesn't run out of hose. Because, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, but you want to keep that hose, as, you know, behind the applicator tractor as square as so possible. So I, w- I would assume the hose humper guy is kind of like the grain cart guy where he's probably getting his ass chewed all the time. Like, where are uh, you at? You're not quick enough. You should have moved it here. <laughs> you should have moved more. Why would you move so much? It depends. Uh, every crew is a little bit different. Uh, okay. Guy in the applicator uh I mean, it's an, every job, you know, on a whenever crew is important, but it depends on, you know, who's doing what, who's in charge. And you're not, you're not driving back and forth at six, seven miles an hour. No, generally we're under four miles an hour. Under four. Know? Yep. How many rigs do you run? Are you running one rig, one tractor? Yeah. Yep. And what are you, what are you running for a tractor? Uh, 9360R John Deere. 9360? Yep. Because horsepower is not uh, really important to us because uh, we're... We're not going very fast, you know. Wait, so weight and traction. We need weight and traction. You, you got eight hundreds on it then? No. Seven hundreds. Seven hundreds, seven tens. Yep. Duels? Yeah. Duels. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of talk in the industry of guys do, doing LSWs and um that sounds great until I don't know, you guys probably have an opinion. When the ground freezes and you're on hillsides, maybe those aren't the best option. Slide no slide down the hill. Yep. I don't know. I've never run them before, but uh and a lot of guys are using, you know, quad tracks and stuff to pull manure applicators. Um, Your LSWs, you won't get the traction with them. Really? Uh, we've had them on, on combines when it, it gets really greasy out, and you're you're spinning out on top of the hill. They like they, they want to stay on top so much. They won't. They, they, float they don't that much. bite. In which, that's why you put them on is right. there's less ground pressure. So obviously that's going to mean less traction. Yeah. Kind of you know, the same with an RT. You get it. You'll get you'll get them stuck. Yeah. But it'll only be about three inches deep, right? Most of the time, yep. unless you're Jim, then you can really bury that. <laughs> really stuff it in there. Yep. <laughs> so when you're you're moving it, how far can you? Did you say something like two miles? You had, or how far can you? How far can you hose shit? Uh, about two and a half miles. By the time you you add it all up, you know. So you, what I've seen, so you 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 come to a a road, you got to find a culvert to find a shove culvert the hose and through. You got to get your ass through it, and no matter what's. In the culvert, um, I don't know if you guys ever played around in culverts, but what kind of things have, have you found in a culvert? Anything really unusual? <laughs> Did you ever, uh, never mind. <laughs> I got a joke about the three ladies of the night. If you really, and I think you really want to hear. It. I mean, I think we should tell it. We can edit it yeah, out if it doesn't we go well. Have, yeah, you know, if but just don't don't curse or talk down to anything. <laughs> I think I had a farmer last night. <laughs> Like, how the hell do you know he's a farmer? 
He's like, well, first he complained it was too wet. Then he complained it was too dry. <laughs> then he complained because it cost too much. And then when it was all done, he wanted a free hat. <laughs> oh, you never heard that? No. I did. At the end of that, when you brought up the farmer, I was like, ah, yep, now I know this one. The free hat. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh it's totally pertinent to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a, a quick one here. So this. <laughs> 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 All right, we better move on. We better right, move on. Back. That probably won't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Our editor doesn't really pay attention. Come on now. So when you brought up the the two and a half miles of hose, so I always see these hose spools. Yep. How the hell do you get it back on the spool, and how do you get it on correctly so it's not all piled up on one side? Oh, okay, yeah, there's uh, different types of hose reels or hose carts, some guys call them. Uh, some of them are turntables, you know, where the... The whole reel uh, pivots, you know, on top of the axles as oh. it's spooling it up. Yeah, so so oh, so you control side side. that. So you control it right from the track. So as it's as it's piling up. Yep. So can you explain to them what we're talking about for people that have no idea what we're? It's a giant you, garden hose reel. Yeah, on a track, basically. Yeah, massive. And, and you must run it by hydraulics. Yep. Yep. And then they they can wrap up. So how many how much hose can they wrap, or how many? Uh, we feet? can wrap uh, a mile and a quarter on a cart. Mile and a quarter on a cart. Yep. A mile and a quarter of eight inch hose on a, on a spool. Yep. Yep. And they make them bigger. I mean, they make them a lot bigger. So do you have to back <laughs> up the whole time, or how do you? Nope. You just drag. I usually drag uh, two or three. Ho- start with you know and drag two or three hose. A uh, hose length is six hundred and sixty feet, eighth of a mile. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't hurt the connections to drag them. No. You park it once. When a hose is empty, it's pretty light compared to when it's full. So do you oh, sure. do you break every hose length when you when you re-spool it on? Nope. We roll uh, two or three at a time. You generally, because uh, you want to get it on there tight, so the more you can pull. And you'll uh, drag all of that. Yep. yep. Oh wow. Yep. How much does an eighth of a mile of hose cost? Eight inch hose with uh, the connections and everything. With the connections and everything. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at. Uh, at least uh, six, eight thousand dollars. It depends on what you get you for know. for an eighth mile. Yep. And yeah. you can repair the hoses. Yeah, um, you can repair them with a mender. Um, uh, hopefully, you don't have to do that very often because that's never good. If you get a hole, I bet that smells. So I've heard yeah. that if you get a hole in a spot, so there's just a pool of poop. Yep. Under the hose, you call the shit poop, <laughs> <laughs> and. So that'll basically it's pressurized, squirting out. So it'll it could eat a hole in there, eat a hole in the ground. Yeah, it could. Yeah, if it's on the bottom side. So then, if you walk up and don't notice, you. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey has a story of a guy was uh, walking along the hose and it stepped. Thought it was nothing and thought it was his, a small leak up to his waist because it had eaten a hole. Where that? Where that? Do leak we know was. this guy? Oh my god! Well, it'd be the guys from. I suppose it'd be Malka's. I would assume because that's who Joey would always. Oh okay. So what it's assume. like a sinkhole of shit. Yeah, kind of. Because yeah. it's like a pressurized, you have a hole in a pressurized yeah. hose, so it's just eating the, yeah. eating out a little hole there. Yep, massive pressure pushing a hole in yep. there. And yeah, I mean, think of the, the tires in your car, you know, 40 pounds. I mean, we're pushing 200 pounds through a manure hose. Yeah. So how far can you go in between uh, pumps? Pumps? Uh, it depends how fast you want to pump. So uh, we can Wide go. open. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's kind of a science to it. Uh, obviously, pressure. Uh, there's a, a lot of factors that go into how how fast you can pump and how far, you know, uh, horsepower, um, obviously pump size, there's all different kinds of manure pumps, uh, different sizes. So um, 
and the distance now when you pump through a hose uh we have what we call friction loss you probably know something about liquid going through pipes yeah you just not usually spin on it it helps (laughs) (laughs) there's there's so many open jokes here i don't even know when to step in (laughs) anytime (laughs) but uh so yeah and so we lose pressure every you know every hose so when you you said so at uh, two and a half miles can you do that with one pump you can yeah um you know, like, but then it just, you, you got to drive slower if you want to get on yep. so many gallons per acre. Yep. Yep. So it's all about how many, how many gallons a minute you want to get out, you know, how fast do you want to get done? You know, let's, let's hit on that, on the gallons and the speed, the pressure, all that, and the science of figuring out how much manure you're putting on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, especially in non-farming would look at that and say, you're, you're literally just pumping shit into the ground, but yep. you know, when you get there, what this stuff has tested at for nutrients, yep. NPK, yep. we're talking nitrogen, all, all the nutrients so that matter in the soil. You're taking a sample and sending it in. Yeah, generally. Getting analysis. The farmer uh, wants a, a few samples, so he'll come out to the lagoon, and or his uh, agronomist will stop out and grab a few samples. Um, Just so, don't get your coffee cups mixed up on the way to right. that. Sometimes we give the agronomist a ride out on the boat so he can get a good sample, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so now we got to go to the boat. Well, well, let's let's you stick fin- with that just that. for a little bit yeah. here. So we get this analysis back, or the, the livestock farmers get the analysis back, and they know how much nitrogen they've got in there. Yep. And then, I mean, I know how it works, but what you're doing for the people out there that don't know how it works is you're figuring, figuring out – what kind of nutrients do I need for what crop and what yield goal yep. do I want to go after? The exact same way as you'd apply any fertilizer. Yep, exactly the same way you'd use uh, commercial fertilizer. So you're not just pounding it out there to get rid of the waste. No, waste is a bad word. Right, <laughs> right. Because there's value to it too. The Absolutely. farmer wants it to go as far yep. as possible. Yep. It's a precious commodity uh, sitting out there in the lagoon. Right. So then you also have... Uh, the fireplace is broke. You want to fix that? <laughs> So you also have a meter yes. on, uh, so you're, you have a flow meter. Yep. So you're counting how many gallons you're putting on. Yep. And you're, That's there. do you actually map it then? Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you how it works a little bit. Yeah. We use a Crone flow meter. Um, it's actually a really cool technology. If you think about it, it's electromagnetic. So it measure, it's a tube, you know, eight inch tube. It's uh, right on the manure applicator. It's not a paddle. No. I assumed it was a paddle, like turning a turbine counting nope Nope. it's uh it's electromagnetic so if you really want to know how that works you need to find a different guy (laughs) um you could have completely filled us full of bs and yeah you had it (laughs) we'd had follow-up questions though and it might have not gone well but then the emails start rolling in, and yeah. they really like to tell us how yeah, I don't other need people mail. should do their. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so, handle the hate mail. So it's, it's a tube, basically, yep. and it's... Uh, it's measuring the liquid, uh, and it's, it's, it's extremely accurate. Now, flow meters are like Crone. Will, uh, when they build them, they calibrate them. Obviously, they take like a 10,000-gallon ta- tank of water. This is what I've heard, I guess. So I don't when know you, if this is true. When you talk about that, they're actually working on... There's a few, uh, there's a few sites doing it that are measuring... Um, like a pump system off of a off of a tiled field. Okay. So it's yep. the same type yep. of thing. I don't know how it works, but same type of thing. They're measuring how many gallons are coming out. Yep. And they're actually working on probes to measure the nutrients. Yep. That's coming well, out. John Deere has a manure sense, or out now. We can talk about that later. But okay. Yeah. You guys pray him or, mm. or so it's it's kind of the same sort of thing. But yep. but you're measuring the manure going through. It knows yep. how fast you're going. Yep. And so, then, um, you could do it. 
uh, either of two ways. What we do is, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with John Deere rate controller. Yep. Um, I think they use it on sprayers too, or same thing. Sprayers, same loaders. Be a liquid rate controller. Yeah. It's yeah. the same you have on your, your, uh, air cart. On the air cart. That's yep. a dry, dry flow meter. Okay. Right. We got a liquid yep. one for yep. the NH3. Okay. Yep. So yep. same technology. So then it comes, it comes right up on the screen. You know, how many, right on your uh, 2630, how many gallons an acre you're putting on. So you're, okay, so, you know so you're mapping right with the, yep. with the deer's monitor. Yep. Yep, you can do it that, or you can look at the flow meter and say I'm getting 2,200 gallons a minute, and you can do the math and decide how fast you should be going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So guys, so guys that are. a more accurate than that. So guys that are tracking, um, well, do, do all, in Wisconsin, do you have to have a manure? Management plan is that what they uh, call it? We call it a nutrient management. Yeah, plan. nutrient Nutri- management. Okay. Yep, and that's the same with manure. Yep. So they have to have applied maps as applied maps. No, we don't have to have maps yet. You don't. Um, okay. I would assume that's coming in the future, um, but you can imagine if you have uh, twenty million gallons of manure, uh, you're not going to cheat too much. You know, uh, you got to put it somewhere. So right, you guys are generally pretty honest. I think okay. about where it goes. So. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, we do map everything you know uh it tells exactly how many acres or how many gallons went on every acre so if somebody really wanted to know we have that information you know okay so how do you charge the farmer for this uh we charge by the gallon by the gallon because the flow meters are that accurate that what if they want a really low rate or is that just not a thing uh for us out in wisconsin uh the dairy manure uh it's not really a thing. We're at the lowest we'd ever do is maybe ten thousand gallons the acre. Oh, so it's not uh, a big deal if you not run a big over deal. Ten to fifteen thousand gallons an acre is our kind of ballpark. Okay, because you drive faster. I imagine the the gallons is a limiting factor. So if you're putting less on, you just drive that much faster. Yep. So it'll yep. take you the same amount of time to do whatever gallons. Yep. Yep. So, so do you get into that with hogs? So we've had hog manure applied before, and yep. we've wanted you know less, say four thousand gallons mm-hmm. an acre, and we've been told, well, I. Like, I can't really go, I can't go that low. Um, that maybe used to be the case. Um, guys are building 50-foot, uh, 60-foot toolbars now, and we have a wider toolbar. 50 Close foot? Yeah. 50 feet? Yeah. What, what's yours? That's incredibly wide, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty wide. <laughs> that's, that's for, you'd never, for a, you'd never run that in my neck of the woods, uh, maybe where it's flat. You, you know, we wouldn't. On our hills, we wouldn't get that sucker turned around. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that for manure injection. That sounds I would crazy. Guess around here, twenty feet. Yeah, 15? twenty or maybe maybe thirty. Yeah, yeah. Fifty sounds like we a got monster. A 30, what do you pull 30, that with? We got a thirty foot toolbar and a and a twenty five foot toolbar, so we're you know a little bit smaller. But uh, yeah, you'd have to pull it. It'd have to be flat. I mean, yeah, right. and you'd have to have a big horse, wouldn't have, you? You know, quad track or nine RX or something. Sure, to, yep. to horse that thing around. Tell me more about the manure sense. What yeah. do you know about it? Uh, what I know about it, I have a little bit of experience with it. I'm certainly not an expert on it, but uh, pretend that you are. I will try my best. Couple, <laughs> couple years ago, John Deere came out with the technology, uh, uh, and it's measuring N, P, and K in real time. Uh, so the guy sitting in the seat can actually. So instead of setting your parameters that I need 12,000 gallons of the acre, you can say I need this many pounds of nitrogen or phosphorus is our limiting factor. So it will show you the phosphorus in real time. Will is, it adjust the speed of the machine as that's changing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the first, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can talk about John Deere prototypes, but I actually used the prototype 
Uh, well, you're not here representing <laughs> them in any type of a manner. Right. <clears throat> so, and neither are any of the rest of us. Uh, the prototype, the, the only one I've ever run, uh, and I had I got to play with it for a year, uh, would not control the speed of the tractor. But the new ones that you can buy will control they the will. speed of the tractor. So can you actually do like a variable rate application? Yes, yes you can. From what oh, I know, cool. I do not know much about that, but I'm not an expert in that field. But yes, as what I know, yes, you can. <laughs> I would think, huh? Wow. If they have the technology to change the speed of the tractor on yep. the go and measure the nutrients, yep, right. Why not be able to write a script yep. script for it, right? Right, right. That's awesome. so. You do quite a bit for the dairies. Yep. Like around here, when I've talked to the manure pumpers before, people make fun of the way I say manure. Manure. I say manure a lot. Apparently. My dad. I think my dad says it that way Instead too. Manure. So. I yeah. don't manure. I say manure. Both manure. Manure. Yeah. Yep. Or poop. It's manure. I just everyone says shit pretty much the same. So yeah, shit. <laughs> shit kind of rolls off. Shit is so universal. <laughs> it is. It really is. So you, you're pumping this stuff for the dairy farms. Yeah. Does it take? Does it take a bigger hose for that? Because there's a lot less liquid in a, in the dairy manure, right? I am not that familiar with hog manure, but I don't think so. I think uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, you're probably thinking of like the tie stall barns. So tie stall barns had a very thick manure yeah. because they were bedding with straw. There was no water right. flushing through. So when we did the tie stall, we actually would have to, we only irrigated a couple times with that pit. We'd actually have to pump water into the pit to dilute it down. To get it liquid enough so that you could so pump it. So they could pump it through. It's very thick. But right. all the new dairies, uh, all the parlor washing gets flushed down through into the pit uh, there's water fountains. There's plate coolers. Cool plate coolers cooling the milk. That all goes out to the pit. So there's a lot of water that gets added to the yep. pit. So it is. I mean, it probably is just as liquid as the, I as would, the hogs now. I would say pretty close. Yep. Uh, is it stored in like a? Is it stored in, underneath the floor sometimes in the way that the hog facilities are now? There are a few barns around us. Uh, a lot of. Robotic milking setups actually have a, a slatted floor barns. We call them there. I don't know what guys call them here, but uh, most of the time, generally in Wisconsin, we have outdoor lagoons. Okay. Um, you know, back in the day, that was basically just a hole in the ground. Yep. Um, you tried to grab as much clay as you could and make a, you know, because you don't want manure leaking out. You know, seal it up <laughs> as best you can. Yeah. And yeah. now, now they got to have leach pits or leach yep. wells. They have wells yep. that go down around them. To and monitor. Someone's checking that and making sure that manure is not leaching out of that yeah. pit. Yeah. Manure. 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 So they don't have liners in now? Uh, some of them do, yeah. Some of them and do. And I would, uh, I would bet in the future uh, all lagoons will be concrete. So a, around here, I don't believe for a hog building anymore, I don't believe you can have an open lagoon. It has to have anymore. a roof. It has to have a roof. So it's <clears> got to be under the either under the floor or in another yeah. Another roof so somehow. what's the point of the roof? I mean, what like I get the leaking part. You don't want it leaking into the ground. So Holds what? The methane in and that's oh, the gases. Methane and ammonia. Yeah. Ah. Which I guess I mean for the farmer too, it's going to hold the nitrogen in better. Yep. Keep the rainwater out. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. the more it's diluted, mm -hmm. I mean that's not a good thing. So I know when we did. So we built uh, when we went to a tie stall or to a freestyle barn was '96. So I helped quite a bit building that pit. Well, I was 11, but I was running the sheep's foot for it. Yeah. But uh, when we did that, we were able to get away with not doing a liner because we had heavy enough clays. But we had to pull four feet of extra clay out 
and then pack it back into yep. Yep. whatever certain specs. Yeah. And then and then that pit was able to get certified without having to have a liner. Okay. And that was uh, seven seven million gallons. Yeah. That's what that one was. Yeah, I mean, don't don't take this for you know what it is. I don't think in Wisconsin you can. Uh, hey, thanks. Uh, have an earthen lagoon or a clay lagoon anymore. Okay, sure. Got to have some type of a liner or be concrete. <clears throat> but. So the other great thing about having a guy from Wisconsin drive up for a podcast is we get spotted cow. Did you <laughs> smuggle us across the border? No. Well, yeah, I guess. Yes, it's totally <laughs> smuggled. <laughs> it's actually, actually New, Gr- New Glarus Brewery is maybe 20 minutes from my house. Ah. Yeah, so I, when I was Bootlegger. a kid, when I was a kid, it was like a small little, little I maybe mean, we all knew it was a brewery, but I mean, tiny yeah. Size of Zach's house here, but now it is. Uh, What's quite the, the deal place. with why spotted cow is not allowed in Minnesota? They just uh, like we're going to share it with you. <laughs> is it? Is I it, assume they just never licensed it to to go out of the state. So okay, so each, and then it, it probably creates a niche market for them. Yeah, and it, like when we talked about uh, Greenways, the Gray Duck Vodka deal. Yes. I know I learned a lot talking to those guys on some of that where just the like the licensing and going through the distributors and stuff and crossing that county opener. lines or state lines or going into different stores like it's all just so heavily regulated. Sure. So and then they create this weird market like oh you can only get it in Wisconsin. So every time you go to Wisconsin you buy 10 cases of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I've actually I've never had spotted cow before. I've heard a lot of it. Neither have I. I got a buddy who anytime they're close to Wisconsin, they drive over and grab a couple, three, four, eight, ten cases. Which if you live anywhere near Wisconsin right now, it seems like a lot of people are going there to eat and everything. Or Randy and I or did South last Dakota. week. Yep. Or South Dakota, yeah. Yeah. To the land of the free. <laughs> yes. We don't have to get into that. Everybody Why not? Knows. <laughs> huh? Why not? <laughs> well, it was my first spot of cow today, too. For real? What? <laughs> You got 20 us. minutes. You got us. <laughs> well played, sir. Are you a Packers fan? Yeah, I am not. You know, I just uh, never really got into sports too much. Uh, my parents are Bears fans, so I take a lot of shit for that. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. <laughs> what is, what is, isn't it, isn't it, what does Charlie Barron say? Something about fuck the Bears. I don't uh, know. I don't know what he says about the Bears. Go Packers and fuck the Bears. Yeah, is that what it all it is? I can't remember. It's something like that. <laughs> got the point across yeah <laughs> we know what he's trying to say yeah <laughs> so do you have when you're when you're pumping the hmm. pumps because you can't stop right. you can't shut a valve off on the hose right not instantaneously no or you'd have a big problem <laughs> so do you have remotes running back to the pump to shut the pump down or do you got to have a guy babysitting that pump nope Every, uh, pumps all run off of uh, cell phone signal off the, or off the internet depends on what brand you got but uh if you have a phone or a tablet or anything with internet connection you can run that pump just like you're standing next to it and you can monitor <clears throat> everything so if all. you need to st- if you need to get out and take a piss you can idle that pump down so you can slow down or something yep generally i just uh throw a brick on, if i'm running the applicator i throw a brick on the seat and uh Get, open get the door. Out just let her fly. Yep. Um, if you got a shit, I guess you go on the floor and kick it out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe cut that out. <laughs> Hang out the back window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're running the pumps. You're literally, you're pumping shit, and you're running that all from a cell phone app. Yes. Now, I was pretty sure you just throw seed in the ground and up comes the corn. <laughs> no. Who now, said how that? many how many people that drive by on the highway, going from Madison to Chicago, drive by you out there working and believe that you would open up your cell phone and control the rate, 
to keep track of the nutrients. You're controlling the rate of the shit coming through the hose on your cell phone. You can shut off the pumps. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, I didn't know that. I did, yeah. I, but I actually, I thought, so there's no way if something happens, if the, if the, I suppose you don't really have plugs, but if something happens, there's not like an override on that where the pump will shut down. Yes. Every, our uh, parameters are set in there for our pumps, pressures. So um, say we're operating uh, uh, without going into too much pump detail, but on a pump, uh, you have an inlet pressure and an outlet pressure. So um, say you're maintaining 20 pounds, 25 pounds of inlet pressure, and you're pushing uh, 180 pounds outlet on your outlet side and your pressure side. Uh, We can, you know, if that pump is running at 180 pretty steady, I can set the parameter at like 170. So if catastrophe happens and there's a leak, so if you break a pressure hose, drops, it'll it'll shut off. It shuts down uh, or bypasses okay. or it sh- shuts everything. So down. if I walk up and I kink the hose, it'll shut itself off. <laughs> yep, it goes the other way too. Which so I would if need pressure a spikes, semi to do. <laughs> Cuz not that long ago, I believe again, you you had a like a four-wheeler typically that would run back and run forth. Run back and forth. Yep. Checking Checking hose, yep. checking pumps. And if yep. something went wrong, they'd radio him. He's got to shut down the pump. Yep. He's got to do something. Yep. And uh, that got to be kind of a dangerous job. Yes. Well, it's um, still, it's still, uh, there's still uh, dangers uh, anytime you're working with high pressure. Yeah. Uh, and just the volume Heavy of machinery. liquid. Heavy, you know, I, I know. It's farming, whatever it is. Not <laughs> massive holes of cow shit in yeah. your field that you might fall into. Well, not that long ago, um, uh, there was a, a Gentleman, I don't know how old, was killed on a four-wheeler running between pumps. Yep. And uh, I think he drove off a, uh, was it like a loading dock or something? He forgot it was there. Oh, Middle geez. of the night. You know, you guys yeah. You guys don't shut down and the sun goes down typically. Yeah. Uh, I would You're assume not like a nine to five? No. No, five, 5.30. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you run 24 hours a night? Not 24 hours a day. We don't, uh, you know, we got to sleep sometime. Right. So, uh, yeah. Especially this year with the weather being nice, you know. uh some of them, some of them, terrible years though. I imagine you, yep. you hit some pretty long yep. hours, yep. and and yep. I I know there's a few around here that do run two shifts and yeah. they'll keep it running. Yep. You know, so middle of the night, some dude's tired, cruising back on a four wheeler, and yeah, hit something. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. You know, just like combining all night, it sounds like a really good idea. But it's uh, especially when there's rain until you do it. Yeah, hundred percent chance of rain coming. I'm gonna go all night long. <laughs> it won't rain. rain. It doesn't guaranteed. Rain. It won't like, rain. Oh man, this is gonna suck. And then you got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it takes you a month to recover from that. Too. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys know as well as I do, fatigue is the it's a killer. You know. Oh yeah. You know for sure. That's when you make mistakes. So <laughs> that's why we all make sure to eat well when we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah. Uh huh. You got to <laughs> fee- fuel your body correctly, right? <laughs> With like monster energy, I would assume both Snickers. of you Snickers, Mountain Dew. I would assume you guys both have a magic fridge in the spring and fall too, where sandwiches are just readily available every morning. We don't need to get into that again, Randy. <laughs> no, you got a magic fridge? No, I don't. Randy has some. I magic have, we fridge. have a fridge that I stock actually, with water, Mountain Dew, and Monster Energy. <laughs> actually, I made you sandwiches last year, and this year I made some. Like I did make that taco bake. You did make that taco bake. So when I would come in yeah. the house at night. I yeah. can make that taco stuff. Good one. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Like you yeah. just toss the Ziploc in the microwave and then I could go to bed with a stomach ache. I did have one day this fall. It, it uh, I believe it rained or we were done early for some reason. And I got back to the shop and uh, Todd's wife, Bonnie, was coming out of the break room from restocking the fridge. Kind of like being at that age when you caught the uh, 
the tooth fairy, tooth fairy or, or Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, you had you had this magic fridge all the time that just oh, whenever the it. sandwiches got done, it it somehow got restocked with new sandwiches, and then you you caught the person that was doing it, and it. It was a little bit of a letdown. Now I'm going to have to put some disclosure at the beginning of the podcast. It's like, do not listen to this with your children. Secrets will be given away. Well, that should probably be in place anyways. (laughs) I remember last year there was some radio. That's true. That's very true. There was some radio station guy in like New York City and somehow he got to be talking about Santa Claus and might have let a cat out of the bag. Oh, no. And I think the guy like ended up losing his job over it because all Oh, God, I'm not going to lose my job here, am I? It was like during rush hour. (laughs) It was like during rush hour or something like this, and all these parents had like picked their kids up at daycare, and all these kids were like, oh, my God, what? Stupid radio guy. Speaking of letting the cat out of the bag and letting the children down, this podcast is brought to you by... Everybody likes saving money, including myself, and a great way to save money right now is by paying 0% interest, which means you're actually not paying any interest because it's 0% when you're financing your inputs for next season. That's a no-brainer. Over at FBN Direct, they've got the 0% club where if you spend $35,000 or more on inputs through their online store by March 31st, you'll get 0% financing through FBN Direct all season long. Of course, you have to be approved first, but that's standard stuff. And for our friends north of the border up in Canada, you'll need to spend 50 grand in Canadian dollars in order to get the same deal. Don't forget, membership at FBN is now free, so there's nothing holding you back from saving money on what you need for the growing season. Along with the savings, make sure you check out their other financing offers, crop marketing intel, crop insurance, and health coverage. There's nothing else for farmers like FBN, so go ahead, check it all out at FBN.com. And we're back. We're back with the Off the Husk podcast. And well just said, Zach. Thank you. Uh, Randy had a question. He looked like he had a question. Was it about Santa I'm Claus? I'm still blown away by the fact that he's controlling the shit pumps with the app on his cell phone. I'm really, I don't know why I'm blown away by that. Because well, we do everything I else. Get, yeah, why? So, I don't so they're, know. I just didn't con- see that coming. So they're controlling that with remote. And I'm pretty sure they're controlling the motorboat. With a remote. Yeah, you can, uh, yeah, we can, you know, if we're using an agitation boat. boat. some bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I was waiting for it. Yeah, yeah I we have to turn the live sign on. Oh, shit. Yeah, actually. Don't say uh, shit on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, agitation boat technology now. I mean, I mean, now we, you know, you stand on the shore and you run it with a remote control. I'm probably going to have to explain to guys what an agitation boat is and uh, why you're agitating. And why you don't ski behind it. Well, I know the answer to this, and I don't know. I don't actually. Hold on. Hold on. We could move on from (laughs) the Canadian milk bag thing. (laughs) Go ahead, Becky. (laughs) No, I'm just going to make. No, no, uh, you go, please. I'm going to make a really good educated guess. Is a a boat, what do you you call it again? Agitation boat. Okay, so that's the thing that you put in the the holes in the ground where the shit is stored? Lagoon. Yep. Lagoon. You put the agitation boat in the lagoon. To stir the shit up so all the nutrients or whatever randomness don't settle to the bottom. So then when you go and pump it up, it's all equally incorporated and easier to suck up. Yeah, basically. It basically, there gets to be a crust on top, right? Yeah, that was an excellent answer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Now there's no hate mail against Becky anymore. Well, so then. But don't forget about the time she said that all milk in Canada comes in a bag. (laughs) But this is something that maybe I don't know either then. I assume that you always just did it because there's a crust on top and you got to agitate that crust. Uh, But is it where there's actually in the 
I suppose it would settle out in the yep. pit. Stuff I think has the solids, to settle for sure. Yeah. The solids settle to the bottom up the road. I, I guess I've talked to the hog farmer a hundred times and the solids will settle in, on the bottom. Yeah. And he can tell how well it was agitated when they, when they're done with it. When the lagoon's empty, oh, you sure. can see what's left what's in there. what's left on there. Yeah. Yep. And then if he wasn't stirred good, then your next batch would have extra of whatever was left behind. And As long as you agitate the next batch well, so you could end up with right. a way hotter batch. Mm-hmm. So back in back in my day, the agitation was done with... Lagoon well, pump or... The, yeah. the pump that you actually pumped it out and failed, you'd switch a lever and it would go to a gun. Yep. Oh, and, and it would you blow. could control the gun and it would... Yeah, it would shoot it out there. Yep. And then they also had... Just agitators, which is just a giant prop, and you'd back it into the pit, mm-hmm. and it would just eventually it'd get like a circulation going, you know, because it's sure. just a big prop. Yep. And then you would have to back that in eight, nine, ten, Way twelve different in places yeah. in the pit to get it all agitated. Mm-hmm. Which now some clever dudes like, hey, why don't we make this thing float? Let's put some pontoons and strap an engine to it and take it out on the shit. So it's basically it's yeah. basically <laughs> it just cruises around out there and it's just a big prop. Yes, basically it's just. Uh, just a pump. Just a big uh, boat prop. Yep. Uh, that just blows uh, pressure down towards the bottom of the lagoon. Because um, you were talking about uh, lagoon pumps. Uh, you know, when a lagoon is 100 feet wide, you know, how far are you back in that lagoon pump in? Maybe 40 feet. Right. You know, and you're talking about the gun blowing manure out. Well, anytime you throw manure, uh, you're losing nitrogen, you know. <laughs> so uh, you try not to do that, and it stinks, you know, to throw it. So... You can have a. Uh, how do you how do you how are you controlling to drive it? Uh, remote control. You know. Is it like what's an RC actually car? propelling it or what's steering oh the pump? It? <laughs> it's, it's like an RC car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a big I RC. Um, you, I, I guess it has its own like, little remote control, and you stand up on shore. I would like, say gas powered. You just I would grab say your it's more like an RC boat. There. An RC <laughs> boat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's an RC boat because I'm assuming it's gas powered, right? Diesel powered. Diesel powered. But yeah. So, okay, Does, so. Do the props on it, do they go down in there farther? Because these lagoons are, They've what, 20 feet deeper, deep? Yeah. right? Yep. So the <laughs> when you, uh, yeah, so basically there's props on it or guns, you know, that control direction. So you can, you know, go forward, backward, side to side just by moving those guns. So it's like a jet boat. Yep. Just point basically. the jet where you yeah. want to yeah. go away from. You try to keep those guns below the surface because if you have, uh, like, a, you're talking about a lagoon pump, uh, and you're just blowing manure out. Um, when that manure hits the surface of the lagoon, you just lose velocity, and it's not really agitated. So it looks cool. A, it's so fun. As a, so as a kid <laughs> sitting on the sitting on the manure pump, when Dad would leave with a tank, yep, and you'd flip it over to agitate, and then you'd sit there and you could control the gun up, down, side yep. to side. So it's fun as a kid. You'd point it up in the air and see how far you'd shoot it. Yeah. yeah, and then the crosswind would come, and you'd point it up in the air, and the crosswind you'd feel this wet mist across your face. <laughs> oh my like, god! Oh, it'll put the gun down. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> no, but manure definitely does settle out, and uh, in Wisconsin, a lot of people use sand bedding in their freestalls. Well, yeah, uh, they so have that in New York. Sand goes right to the bottom, so. Uh, to get that sand up and worked up and pumped out, you got to agitate, keep agitating, agitate some more. Um, and then, so you get a consistent, get that sand out. Otherwise you're all done and you got 80 dump truck loads of sand at the bottom of the lagoon. And so then they're putting the sand again. into their fields, right? Yep. It's like a beach sand. Yeah. Right. And it must get so, that was my question. Like, I don't want to put sand on my field. Oh, well, I would. Want, when you think about you it, would it's not just a little, in our heavy ground if we could i've always thought of that if we could if we could the just lights spread do that sometimes because we have the the um 
What's it called? We just learned the that LED we didn't, lights we with didn't the wrong upgrade switches? to the oh, okay. LED yeah. switches. <laughs> I got some coming, but Corey so, ordered them, so it might be. A so year it might or two. put you in a seizure. <laughs> yeah, but, but now they're good again. No, <laughs> if if we could add a little bit of sand to our fields, though, I think that would be awesome. Let some filtration go Somebody through. Somebody just recommended that a, in a comment somewhere. Was it? Oh, the amount of sand you'd have to add to, oh my to God. make any right. kind of a difference. Right, so, yeah. It's not enough to, yeah. uh, no. I mean, maybe after 100 years. Well, and the problem <laughs> is you'd have to get it down six, eight feet. Well, where do the up, farmers right? get the sand from for their bedding? Sand pit. Take it right from like the beach. Just like a gravel pit. Just like a gravel pit. Yep. But someday, I mean, in your area, you would think they're going to run out of gravel pits, right? Like, mm, it doesn't no. seem I don't, like. No. Have you ever been to Douglas County? I guess. Because <laughs> I used to move trees in every place I plucked a tree from. I had a big spade truck. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I went in that county, it was a gravel pit underneath. Like I guess it's weird. They everywhere. just, I, you know, now that the one in Alec by the hockey arena, it's weird to when they, when they move spots, it's like they have this huge pile of black dirt and they pile it all up and then yep. they go and put the black dirt back and then move to the next area. Yep. You just keep dropping so you it just down. Keep, They've been doing that my whole mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And that's a too. really nice field. Yep. Yeah. Like they just keep moving the pit and putting the black dirt down and they farm it and irrigate it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it looks like an awesome field. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, the boat. I got to go back to the boat for a second yep. here. I got two questions on the boat. Number one. Do you, so we've got lakes around here and they are the weekend party spot in July and August. Yeah. Like we go out and party on a sandbar. Yep. Would it be hilarious to just show up with a manure boat? Like, could you ride on top of that thing and bring your cooler and like that, show up uh, at the sandbar? And That might have happened. Yes. <laughs> uh, the DNR. I don't know if it was a DNR warden on the water or a county sheriff, but he didn't think it was as funny. It wasn't me, but I definitely heard about it. So, well, because so, it wasn't, took, he probably thought it should be licensed. Yeah. So you took the manure boat to the lake. I Somebody did. did. Somebody, Somebody did. did. Yeah. Somebody. A friend he knows. <laughs> if you're did listening you, to this podcast, definitely write us, and we'd love to hear about your story. And if you yeah. have pictures of you <laughs> taking a, one of these manure boats to the lake and partying, that's hilarious, and I want photos of it. <laughs> or motorboating. If any any motorboating pictures or stories, go ahead and send those also. Yeah, go ahead. Now you're gonna get some weird pictures. <laughs> okay, so so you like how fast could you go across the lake with this? Could we take this to Waterama? About this fast. They don't go. You can rent it would go. They don't go. It would go faster than seduction. That it would go faster than our old pontoon. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt wouldn't fall through the floor. Correct. It's probably not that safe though, right? Uh no. There's no. No side rails or seats. No side rails, no seats, <laughs> giant props underneath to fall in. There's a big sticker on the sides that says, do not ride. Right. So, That's so I know, more of a recommendation. <laughs> I know Joey, as a mechanic, has has had to ride him, troubleshooting, working on an engine, John Deere engine sitting on this thing. So he's had to go out and ride him yeah. before I know. In the lagoon? On the shit yeah. lagoon? Yeah, what else, what else do you... See, yeah. that seems dangerous. Oh, you then take they, it on then a they Sunday. should allow it to go to the lake to test it. Cause, well, yeah. Sunday well, afternoon, that's when probably, I test the shit, yeah. the shit boats. <laughs> you bring it on your trailer and trailer it. Dro- I can't imagine like dropping that in at the access. The, and the DNR guys, they're checking for invasive species. Yeah. <laughs> you're dropping this shit covered thing. Yeah, I would recommend if you're going to take a shit boat to the lake, just rinse it off. No, I don't want it rinsed, man. This has got to be a funny deal. Is this milk or not milk? Is this, is this millweed or straw? <laughs> Taste it. You got to do the taste test. But, uh, are these are these boats the same as a crawler? Uh, yeah, you could. Their crawler kind of does the same thing, just looks different. Uh, crawlers are great. You can drive them in and out of the lagoon. Um, did they go crawler? underneath? 
Like a submarine. No, they don't go. <laughs> they don't? They no. float? They float, yep. So a crawler is just a different type of yep. agitator? Yep, yep. There's a few different companies that make agitation boats. Uh, they all just kind of look different. They basically do the same thing, you know. So it's, it depends on what application, you know, kind of lagoons you're working with. So I have a question. Yep. Nope, sorry. Man why, only. rather than having an agitator, like this boat that you're talking about, why wouldn't they just make it so these shit tanks had like a built-in KitchenAid mixer and something that just kind of constantly just slowly just went. She's on to something. Mm-hmm. That is actually a thing now. But you got to load it. Load, you no. Have to, you have to load the. No, it just no, stays in there. So imagine oh, in the lagoon. So imagine your lagoon mm-hmm. is a circle or whatever. It could be square, but then you wouldn't be able to stir. But then you have like a a, a beater that goes down to the bottom, and it's got mm-hmm. some fins, and you just hit the switch and turn it on, and it just stirs like a, a PTO-driven KitchenAid. Yes, in a <laughs> uh, shit tank. She's actually onto something there. It's called, but we call it mass agitation. So. Um, you build a hog barn or a lagoon or something. You put mass in. agitation. Mass agitation, so you can stir the whole lagoon. That's what I call C-span. <laughs> <laughs> you can do them touch. You can actually you can actually use a pump on the outside of a lagoon, draw manure out of the lagoon, put it back through a series of pipe or agitators that are kind. Of, I don't know if you guys know much about slurry stores. The no. blue <clears throat> slurry store things. No. They kind of had an agitation system in. Are well. you talking about the uh, this like the slushy machine no. slurry? No, no, well, the, no, no. no. The, you know the blue, blue harvester silos, right? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, Okay, they yeah, actually yeah. there's probably none around here, but they actually made an above ground blue big round. You'll you'll see tank. them once. Yeah, in a while. they're around. Yep, yep. I they're, just have they're never kind been of prevalent around. in Wisconsin think, still. But um, I don't know if I want to say his name. Do you do you follow Tom Pemberton? Does he have one? Yes, Tom does. He does, right? Yep. Okay, yep. he's got one of those. Yeah. Good. I didn't want to bring his name up and sound like an idiot. Yeah, Tom. That's what I thought. So they kind of had a mass agitation, or they agitated from the outside, basically. Um, they didn't really work very well. But uh, now guys have come up with uh, these lagoons are getting bigger all the time. And you guys mentioned like hog barns. You know, how do you get under there and agitate it? Well, when you build it, if you bury or if you install some, you know, agitation I don't, I'm not an expert on it. Like but. a pool filter. Like, I mean, like, think about how a pool filter works. It's sucking it in and then just going back in, you know. Well, I would assume these would have, I'm a, I don't, I don't know anything, but I'm going to sound smart. Okay. So I would assume it's a pipe that just runs through and then you have different nozzles on the end of them. Exactly. That's here what and there and everywhere else. So you could just have a pump and you could send it here, you could yep. send it there and it would blast yep. out. And So you can agitate the whole lagoon however you want to, you know, with one pump on the outside of the lagoon, you know. So right. they've got a, an agitator built in underneath the floor. Yep. I bet when them a, pipes wear out, it's a shitty deal. I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> there's a few by us, but they're not more than five years old. So I don't, I'll let you know how that, how they So how up. do you, uh, so I know the only time I was around and when we were doing our pit, our pit, it was a 7 million gallon pit. I, I couldn't tell you those dimensions, top of my head, but mm-hmm. it was big. Yeah. Uh, so we had a tractor. You'd back in, you had this big pump on the back of a tractor you'd back it into the pit yep. and then it would pump out through a hose or a pipe you'd drive the tank underneath of it you'd fill it up yep. and then when we got to the bottom of it we'd actually tie another tractor to the front of that tractor back that one down because you'd farther. have that backed yep. way down a yep. really steep bank yep. and then uh, uh to get the rest of it out yep. so when you're irrigating how are you getting it from the bottom of this pit that's what are they 20, 20 feet deep? It, most most pits are, you know, 12 to 15 feet deep. Depends, you know, some are only 8 feet deep. But uh, what we do, we have, a just like you're talking about, a lagoon pump. 
54 foot lagoon pump. Uh, we back into the lagoon. Oh, so you're using a tractor? No, uh, actually, our called the lead pump, which is the pump that we put right next to the lagoon. Um, that's our you know more horsepower there. Um, actually has a hydraulic system on it, uh, kind of like a, similar to a wet kit on a semi. Um, so then that stick that we're backing in there uh, actually has a pump on the end of it, just runs hydraulically. So we can, we don't have to utilize it. It saves us a tractor that way. Sure. So we, you know, with that lead pump, we can just run that. Lagoon. So basically instead of a, a PTO tractor going on it, you got a yep. hydraulic pump going hydraulic on Hydraulic pump, because all that's basically doing is getting manure out of the lagoon, up to ground level, getting some pressure in that in that first pump so we can send it, you know. Okay, so it doesn't have sure. to go very far, you know. How many acres do you get done in a year? How many acres do you get done in a year? It depends yep. on how many gallons you got. It just depends <laughs> on how many gallons. Does every farmer basically call you last minute and need it done now when it's raining? Depends on, it depends <laughs> on the farmer. Some guys will contact you um, five months before you ever think about coming there, you know, just because they want to make sure you're they want to make damn sure the pit doesn't get five yep. months how long they there's it takes that they, long to fill up a lagoon all year yeah the hog farmer up the road i don't want to say his name but it rhymes with dan uh, okay he, he, they can go a year on that on that pit for real yeah i would have never but so, they, it's got to be empty like they'll be pushing it if they don't get back who i can't even think of another name that rhymes with dan Pam, Dan, no, Pam. <laughs> his his name's Dan. I, f I figured that, but I was trying to think of another one, and <laughs> I couldn't do it. Stan. Stan, damn it. Stan. There was another one. Yeah. But, th yeah, then you get the guys who call you a couple days before it's running over. Dan, Jan. <laughs> I, would assume, Jan I would assume you have your, your normal customers. Yes. Yeah. So you know this dude needs his pump pit September. Yeah, we this generally have an idea, you know, whose sure. you know, corn silage comes off. These guys are going to be full. You know, we need to get there first, you know. I know we, we would uh, we would do some wheat uh, to yep. get in early mm -hmm. and then pump a little bit in wheat because we couldn't quite make the full year. Yeah. So yeah. we'd get some off then, yep. and then when the rest of the crops come off, yep. then, we'd, then we'd finish or do yep. the rest of it. Yeah, dairy, dairy farmers around us, sometimes uh, they'll take off a crop of rye sil for silage. Sure. You know, okay. right after, yep. you know, right before they take off first crop yep. alfalfa. And that helps you to be able to do something it helps summer. spread everything out you yeah, know, a little bit. Right. And then you always got wheat ground and whatever, so... What produces more shit, a hog or a cow? Which one's bigger? Well, <laughs> per pound, though. on what kind of cow or I would say per pound, though. I also... Per I pound, don't, good question. Well, so, animal unit, I guess, is what they go by. Yeah. What's a... What's a... Is it two and a half hogs as an animal unit? I don't know this. Two or two and a half. Oh, yeah. Uh, a pair. No, I don't... It's like two and a half. Bison. Two and a half. Don't quote me on that. Because, like, a Holstein is one, and a Jersey is, like, well, one and a half is a... And then is it done by Somebody's like the screaming state at us right or now. the county that decides how many is an animal unit? Okay. I don't know that. That's not a federal yeah, thing, is it? I would assume an animal uh, unit would be the same everywhere, but I don't know that either. I guess I'm not sure. I know in Wisconsin. Somebody send us an email. No, I was just going to say, if any of you are out there screaming at your radio now and you're mad at us, don't email but us. But this is kind of, this is interesting <laughs> to me because, so when Zach and I toured the bison farm last month, um... We got to be talking about, you know, people are in up in arms about the cat, all the cows that we have today and the methane and, you know, how well, we terrible they are. We don't have all the cows. Okay, well. Sorry. That's a good point. But. 
But I brought up, I, I, I backed up when he was talking about how many bison there used to be. How you many know, bison used 30 to roam million bison the planet, airplanes. right? Yeah. We don't have that anymore. Yep. What about that methane? And, and which is a valid point, but then I was surprised to learn how much more efficient, efficient. bison are. So every animal must, uh, the way they digest their food and how much their body actually absorbs it or like whatever like is the different. The bison themselves have gotten more efficient No, they they require way, way, way oh, less food less than, than what, than what a, a bovine I have does. an argument with that though. No buffalo is given 100 pounds of milk a day. Have you milked a buffalo? Oh, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're talking dairy. <laughs> see, so you're talking yeah. dairy. But when Says you're you. but but so when you're talking so then we were wondering like, okay, methane, you know, obviously so there used to be way more buffalo than there are cattle currently. But actually so on that same point, there used to be more cows. Quite a few more cattle than right? there is now. Yeah. Cows, yeah. yeah. And uh and and Greg was talking to that point on the podcast how many more cows there was back in the day compared to how many cows there is there now. There is now. We've just gotten more efficient. Yeah. The- and how much more dairy is being produced using way less animals. Yeah. yeah. So but, but so then now I'm going back and thinking about comparing the bison to a cow. So if a if a bison is more efficient then they must shit less. Because they're absorbing more of their food. They're eating less. Yeah. So then they're putting less fertilizer back into the ground. Because a cow, a cow basically, if it doesn't digest all of its food and it, you know, it, it's, its body isn't as efficient as absorbing the nutrients. So then the nutrients go back into the soil. I don't know. Is a bison like a cow where it has four stomachs? Good. I don't know. I know a guy who would know the answer to that. And I'm going to message him right now. I think they're pretty similar. I would assume they're I'm like a bovine. Wrong, maybe that's that, that's that up. That's called a, a ruminant, right? Yes. So all ruminants have that same system? Yeah. Good. That way people can yell at me over the radio if they want. Okay. Well. I don't know. Are bison, do they have a split hoofed? They're split hoof, right? Oh, yeah. That's like usually a good telltale I'm, sign that they're a ruminant animal. I didn't know that. Wow. Yep. So like that's a deer, a deer is a ruminant. Because I believe so. when their feet look like a heart or whatever, kind of. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A horse is not. So, you know, a horse doesn't have a split hoof. Yeah. Oh. All right. I messaged Scott. Who we will have on the podcast when he brings mm. brings us the, uh, oh, you know, yeah. some stuff. We can talk about that on the podcast, can't we? No? I don't oh, know. I guess I don't. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's the podcast. I shot a buffalo. Killed it. It was killed on a farm. Dead. Killed him dead. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk more about that with Scott. Yeah. But this was this thing needed. Like this was an old bull. It was on the farm. It needed to be put down. Yes, it needed to be put down. If you say put down, then people are like, "Oh, okay." We um. What do you what do you call that? You say um, kill it. And then I like, euthanized it with a six point five yes. millimeter Creedmoor from two hundred and seventy yards. Oh, good lord. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the shit pumping. So. When I was, uh, I think, 15. Yeah, I would have just turned 15. So we this had... It's going to be like an awkward high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to... Yeah. We were in the backseat. <laughs> we were in the backseat. <laughs> he was a good friend of mine. <laughs> oh, Lord. But we had gone... So we had that 7 million gallon pit. And every year, the guy we had pumping it was... Uh, he'd haul it all with trucks. Yep. And... Every year got substantially more and more and more. And I said to dad. Expensive? Yeah. More and more expensive. Yeah. Um, 
I don't remember this is a long time ago, but I want to say thirty, forty thousand uh, to pump the pit. Just to pump the pit back then. Yeah. Uh huh. If I if I remember, I might be way off. Anyway, so I'd called. So Sock Center has uh, tanks that they rent out. Yeah. So we rented. Uh, uh, so I called and checked on prices and whatever, and I asked Dad. I said, "Well, can I pump the pit? I think I can do it for this." He's like, "Well, I don't have time to deal with that, you know, with everything else." And I said, "I'll handle it." He goes, "Well, when are you going to do it?" And I said, "MEA weekend." I said, "We'll get the pit pumped over MEA weekend." And he he's like, "Have at it." So I called and lined up, and I bunch of my classmate, bunch of my buddies. He's calling right now. Do we answer nice. that? I, I put probably him, would. put him on. Gosh, yeah. I would be I hate so to interrupt handy. The story, it would but. be so handy. We could plug him into the damn mixer. Hey, Brian Brown. Hey, Zach. What's going on? Well, I'm I'm actually in the very middle of recording an off the husk podcast. I got Randy and Becky here. It's a pretty shitty podcast. It's though. a shitty podcast. <laughs> We're with uh, Pat Johnson. He is a, a, a custom manure pumper from Southern Wisconsin. And I got. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty shitty podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got you up to the microphone here. Is there anything you want to say? I don't want to put you on the spot, but beers while we're at it. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, like I said, it sounds like a like a fairly shitty podcast, but, uh, but an interesting one. It will be. It will be. Um, Cows or coors? Should Should I Should I call you back? Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll work. That'll work. All right, I'll call you back, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so now we had Brian on the second podcast. Oh, lucky guy. He's duck. officially our second second guest. <laughs> All right, Randy's grabbing beer. He was in the middle of a story before Brian interrupted him. All who's, right, who's taking those beers? There's two left in the. I just four grabbed of us. two for whoever. Remember, we're recording a, a second podcast tonight. He's got a lot. Left. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to take this one. He does have a that bottle drive. opener. Uh, you, oh, you mean the seatbelt thing? Yes. I'm going to use it first. So where was I? We were. Oh, so Dad said, "Yep, go ahead. Uh, you got this. Figure it out." Oh, I missed it. So I called a few buddies. Some guys worked for Casey Kanabi. Nash Anderson, Ryan Suckstorf, Mike Baumgartner, all of our buddies. Yeah, not and to they, use any any of the names of people we know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've all been mentioned on here before. I'm sure. But uh, so lined it up with them. Uh, I set up schedules. So we ran 24 hours a day for them four days. So we get out of school Wednesday afternoon. Tanks show up Wednesday night. We hook them up, get going. And uh, we Sunday at noon, I think we were washing tanks up and bringing them back. That was, that was your exciting MEA break. Well, for 7 million gallons, I thought it was quite a... We had a, a 40 or 40 and a 4640. And I believe a 5,600-gallon tank and a 4,600-gallon tank. That's a lot of loads. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot <laughs> of loads. <laughs> and then uh, one of the guys had brought his girlfriend with on the uh, midnight shift. Is this where it gets weird? <laughs> uh, it, well... No, I've heard so this there, story plenty of times. <laughs> there was a uh, tile repair out in the field, so a, a giant hole is dug, okay. fixed this, yeah. letting the water go down, so you left it open. There was a big pile there. It was flagged. And uh, I don't remember what time it was. Three in the morning, I get a call, and uh, he's got the tractor and tank parked in this hole. Oh, so geez. my dad always gave him shit that his girlfriend had hold of his governor, so he couldn't slow down <laughs> for the hole. <laughs> 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 Which he doesn't seem to defend himself too much against that, and no, I can't, definitely not. Like every time was, you guys have brought it up, brought it, brought it up, I can't decide if he's trying not to play into it because he doesn't want to take the more name shit and I'll or cut if it out. Well, something going who on. Who is it? It's we brought him up before. He was the one 
who had gotten married, not to this girl, and then they combined their last names. Oh, well, they're not together anymore, okay, so he's got yeah. his own last name back. <laughs> yeah. But that guy. <laughs> but for a bunch of high schoolers to pump that out over MEA weekend, it was... That's uh, pretty cool. It was, it was quite a feat. Did yeah. your dad ever say anything? Did he notice? He still talks about it. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. How we, how we pumped that thing in three and a half days, just ran the 24 hours. You know, <laughs> if there's one thing that I've, I've uh, over the getting to know Randy, it seems like you would be the prime example of the kid. If you didn't live on a farm or in the country and you were forced to grow up in the city, you most definitely would have ended up on meth. Oh God, yeah, bored I to death. Just sat there and yeah, like if yeah, you have a child, you, I think I'll take that as compliment, like, maybe. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, like, if are you have, saying Randy's not on meth? <laughs> if people no, have children that are like struggling with life, it's because they're bored to death. Like, yeah. like Randy is just such a prime Get example. Get them out where they can do. It's something. like they need a purpose. It's like I don't know. This is a weird comparison, but I I used it when I did daycare all those years. But like. Children are a lot like dogs, and if they don't have a job, uh, they're naughty. They're naughty. They they are. That's when they're chewing, and you know, like. But if you have a herding dog on your farm, or whatever, or a watchdog, or whatever this job, whatever the dog's job might be, then they're they have purpose, and they won't chew your shit up. But the second you have a dog that doesn't, you know, have purpose in life, then. It chews up he's shoes or does trouble. meth. He's finding something like, to do. Yeah, I got a yeah. kid that way. I mean, I grew keep up him busy. He's fine. Mm-hmm. If you leave him alone, he's going to be drinking Windex and lighting the house on fire. Yeah, it's <laughs> like <laughs> they need stuff to do. At Onyx, like having so we're homeschooling now. We're not doing distance learning even. We've pulled the kids from school entirely, and we're homeschooling. Becky is the teacher. Zach is co-teacher slash principal. Principal, We yes. taught him on the way to Wisconsin the other day. We did, yeah. yeah. but I, he didn't read his little House on the Prairie book out loud for you, the 20 minutes that he was supposed to. You told her that? I thought we agreed we weren't going to tell her that. I didn't tell her that. Oh. I think I think <laughs> when he gets home and shows her where he's at in his book and it's the same exact spot it used to be, <laughs> she realized. <laughs> he and I had it. intentions of making him read. Yeah. I didn't follow through. Well. Yeah, we tried. But uh, he is, his brain is just, you know, homeschool doesn't take eight hours a day. It takes two and a half, three hours tops. And so keeping him, uh, I don't know, occupied is. Keeping his brain busy on something. Oh my God. And now there's no sports in Minnesota right now. So he doesn't even have hockey. And it's just like, you got to just send him outside and run laps around the house. Like now with, with uh, Andy's makes her own snow and has snow right now. Yeah, it's skiing been so handy. Is, I know just having Thursday nights I, for I don't him know to if be the able boys to go. have hardly missed a day out yeah, there yet. Is, there really? Right they're out there constantly. Every day they've been out there. Ollie didn't get to go Thursday night cause he didn't get his homework done in time, but Milo was there. That is really it's cool. It's also nice so to close. have something to take away. Like you do your shit or you're not <laughs> you're right. going like Becky. Once again, let's not say shit on this. Oh, podcast. So you said, so you, you have kids. Yeah, yep. How how many? Oh, you got to want to know about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, brought up yeah. you brought up Windex pretty quick. Is I there gotta... is there a, is there a, is there an instant? Or is that how no. you is that how you met? No, it's just, <laughs> he doesn't actually. Is drink that how Windex. you met mom? Something about Windex? Isn't there? Uh, isn't there uh, something something about seeing her in your pants or something? I don't know. How'd that go? <laughs> I was I was what really just fuck? letting Randy drive his own train right off the rails. There is, there is something about Windex, and I can see you in my pants, right? Yeah. Did like this that. happen in that same back seat? Windex joke. I'm googling Windex joke. Right, you Google Windex joke. We need a Googler for every podcast. We need Maybe somebody the Googler that lives- could be the person that also edited it, because then. 
I could be like, But nope. that would be you. No, but I don't want to edit the podcast anymore. Oh, I see what you're saying. So then, We like, need to hire a local person to edit the podcast who can be here when we record Yeah, them. so then I can we can give him the eyeballs. Like, Becky's too drunk. Idea. We're going to be cutting the next 25 <laughs> minutes or, like, whatever it might be. That's a good idea. I don't know. Now I'm just trying to think so of you, local people. So you've got kids? Yeah. <laughs> How many? What are their ages? Do you like uh, them? Are they assholes? Scroll down, get Tell the rest of the them. joke. I thought, oh, now he got distracted again. He's Do your kids get somebody. to go to school right now? Are they home learning or at school? No, but mine are all too young. I got a... Do you clean your pants with Windex? Because I can see myself in them. Oh, okay. oh man. That's, that <laughs> there it was. See? I told you. Fucking good one, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to piss myself laughing right now. <laughs> I knew it was there. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. So, so how old are your kids? <laughs> I got a uh, son, Charlie. He uh, will be turning four in January. Oh, that's a really good age. It is fun. They're it the makes best. Christmas fun they don't really like they can be assholes but they don't really know that they're being assholes yet so it's still kind of funny and they're still cute when they're an asshole like when isla decides to be an asshole it's i like i turn around and giggle a little because it's it's cute is he out trying to drag shit hose around he anything tractors man yeah all about which is super cool you know nice so does he watch the millennial farmer he does watch the millennial farmer i'm sorry to hear that (laughs) so does my dad too i think my dad's uh i don't think he misses anything how how old's dad oof uh just turns uh 66 See, that's pick the range, six. like the millennial farmer. 66, pick up six. It's a big range thing? of people that watch the millennial <laughs> farmer. I know, it, and it's odd. We get that all the time. Like, my kid watches you, my dad watches you yeah, from age two to 100, yeah. you know? Yeah, the rest of us are all working. So. Right. <laughs> then you got the millennials well, that are making videos. I, I prop my phone up quite a bit and, and watch yeah. while I'm working. Or yeah. while you're driving or while you're Randy's showering. Randy's got a long commute, so it works well for him to set the phone on the well, dash. I'm more or less listening at that point, but yeah. Yeah, but that's all you really need. You know when to look. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I just uh, I just took two very important text messages here while we, were, while we were going. Number one, Brian says what he called for and what he meant to say is that Epstein didn't kill himself. He didn't? Well, that's according to Brian. <laughs> um, the other one is from Scott, Scott Osman. Oh. Bison are ruminants. They are. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can sleep tonight. Now we know that. Thank God. How does bison shit fall on the scale of nutrients? Good question. Uh, basically, I th- you know, don't quote me on this, but like 70%, 80% of what nutrients go into a cow comes back out. So that's I would really? think buffalo eats just grass, you know, it'd be less potent than... One would think if they're more efficient (laughs) that it should be less potent. Would that make sense? Yeah. But most importantly, can you still motorboat it? Oh, absolutely. Like to agitate it? If you wanted to, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody should do the... Into the microphone. <laughs> There's the music. There it is. 